Are you weighed down by the burdens of life? Do you find yourself encouraged by the word of God on Sunday, but lose momentum shortly thereafter? Well, welcome to Sunday Soul Service, an hour designed to strengthen, encourage, and motivate you to keep pushing along the journey we call life. This is Dr. Renee Sunday, the platform builder, encouraging you to believe, trust, and walk it out. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to Sunday Soul Service. This is Dr. Renee Sunday, and we are here to actually let you know that you are special in God's eyesight. We're going to actually turn the show over to the amazing, the amazing, the CEO of I Know My Values, Miss Erica F. Books. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. I am super, super, super excited to be with you all on tonight. I have a hot topic on tonight that I believe that we all can engage in, we all can learn from, we all can begin to glean from. And that topic tonight is divine connections. Um, I hear people so many times talk about um, you know, they're losing people. As elevation begins to come, they're losing people. Or I hear people talk about oftentimes um, they meet someone new and, and that person may be more loyal um, than family and they found themselves very faithful. I hear people say sometimes they get more support from social media than maybe even core friends. And we wonder why. Why does that happen? Why does sometimes that childhood best friend is not always, um, when we go into adulthood, our closest friend? We don't always feel so connected. Why is it that that cousin that we may have slept in the same bed with, we were like grew up like BFFs, but we were cousins, but now that we've grown up, we've kind of grown apart because there is something that we call divine connections. And there are some people that we absolutely love, but it doesn't mean that we're divinely connected to. And so I can give you a, an example. When God told Abraham to get ye out of that country, um, away from your father's house, away from your kinfolks, basically, Abraham got in a little bit of trouble because Abraham thought that he should take his nephew with him, his nephew Lot. But can I tell you that even though that was flesh and all of that was blood, they were connected through the bloodline, but um, Lot could not take him to his destiny. Lot was not a part of that next move of God in his life. And as God began to shift and as God began to move, it is important that we are in the right position. It is important that we're connected to the right people. Now, I know this is not a popular message because we hate losing people. We love people. We love hard. Wait a minute, that's my best friend since the second grade. Wait a minute, um, he, he and I played football together all through middle school, all through high school, maybe even starting a little league. But can I tell you that in this season, you no, know, even the word says in Ecclesiastes, to everything there's a time and a season. Maybe little league, that season is over. High school, that season is over. And God says that we can't put old wine. And what? in new wineskins. So let's talk about divine connections. And so I want to marry the spiritual 
with the natural, but I'm going to start first with um, giving the word, and um, then I'll begin to shift over to natural. But even before that, I want to start off with prayer. Father God, Lord, we just thank you on tonight, God, for Sunday soul service, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that even as we begin to dig down, God, and talk candidly, God, about divine connections, Lord, I thank you right now, God, Lord, that you're opening up our minds, God, you're opening up our insight, Lord. Lord, your word says that if any man lacks wisdom, God, we can ask your Father and you freely give. So I thank you, Lord, that you're raining down wisdom on this day, God, that we know, God, who we're divinely connected to, Lord. I thank you that you're raining down wisdom, God, and we're knowing who to cut off, who to move away from, God. I thank you right now, God, that even there's somebody on this line, God, that you said sever that relationship, God. And I thank you, Lord, that you're giving that person the bonus, God, to forget those things that are behind, God, and press toward the mark of the high call, which is in you, Christ Jesus. So, Lord, we thank you right now, God. I thank you, God, that even on today, God, Lord, more divine connections are going to come our way, God, and begin to be not leeches, oh, God, not not people that are going to drain us, Lord, but I thank you, Lord, that you're sending the errands and the hers, God. I thank you, Lord, that you're sending the men and the women, God, to push division. So we thank you, Lord, and I declare and decree, God, that it is so. It is already done in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. And so there's so many people in the word of God that were divinely connected. But as I was beginning to prepare for this conversation, I wanted to just name a few. And so the first divine connection that I want to talk about um, starts early on, and it, of course, starts in the the New Testament, is Mary and Elizabeth. So Luke 1 happens to be one of my favorite chapters, and we know that um, when the archangel Gabriel came to Mary and told Mary, hey, Mary, listen, you're going to um you're gonna bear you're gonna carry the savior basically of the whole world. And immediately, you know, Mary was like, How can this be? You know, I'm a virgin and I'm pretty sure also in her mind she was thinking, Hold on, wait a minute, I'm not qualified. I'm just a maid servant. But one thing I love about Mary is Mary immediately began to renew her mind. He said, you know, the Holy, you, you know, basically the Holy Spirit shall come upon you. And she said, okay, be, behold, be it as unto me according to thy word. So let's just think about it. Right now today, if someone says that they were pregnant, and they had never that they were a virgin they had never been with a man can we think can we imagine the scrutiny that that person would go through that person that says not only am i pregnant i am carrying something big i'm carrying something huge i'm carrying something that's bigger than me i'm carrying the savior of the whole world and so i can just imagine mary went through things like joseph how his brothers when he began to talk about his dreams and he began to say that they were going to bow down him, how even his father rebuked him and his brothers hated on him. They hated his coat of many colors. But I just believe that there are some people who can, who, who is going to believe God for what God has shown us in our life. So the first divine connection I want to talk about is Mary and Elizabeth. If we go to Luke 1, we can tell that Mary and Elizabeth were close. And I can imagine that 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 Mary had some people who were jealous of her when she said that she's gonna, um, she's carrying the Messiah and the Savior of the whole world. But I will say that there are some purposeful people around us that can celebrate us, 
And it's time for us to shift from who doesn't celebrate us, who doesn't clap their hands, who doesn't show up, who doesn't support, and focus on those people who truly celebrate us. And that person was Elizabeth. Why do I think that Elizabeth was able to celebrate Mary in her purpose of carrying something big? And, and, and so let, let, me, let me stop right there. Maybe you're not carrying a baby. Maybe you wasn't promised a child and you were barren or anything of that nature, but you're carrying a big vision. Your vision is you have a nonprofit in your heart. You want to feed thousands and thousands of people um, or, or have a homeless shelter. Maybe you only have two fish and five loaves and you're believing God to multiply it, but you don't have people that are going to believe with you. They say, how are you going to end hunger? How are you going to end homelessness? How are you going to clothe all those people, feed all those people? How are you going to begin to get housing? But I believe for those people, but I believe, God, that many of us are carrying big visions. Maybe it is your thing is economic recovery, and you want to help us shift the um, economics in society or whatever that baby you're carrying, you have such a big ministry. You want to change the lives of youth. You want to change the lives of women. You want to speak to men and mentor young boys. Whatever that baby is, God will send someone to help you. It is not meant for for us to walk this thing out by ourselves, even as the word says that the body of um, Christ is many parts. And so let's talk about Mary and Elizabeth for a little while. One reason why Elizabeth was able to celebrate Mary is because guess what? Elizabeth was also pregnant. Elizabeth, while Mary was pregnant with Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, uh, well, I'm sorry, but Mary was pregnant with, with Jesus. Elizabeth was pregnant with John the Baptist. And we know that the word tells us that life and death is in the power of the tongue. So Mary was just as excited about Elizabeth as being pregnant as Elizabeth was excited about Mary being pregnant. So in the text, it says in Luke 41, and when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And in a loud voice, she exclaimed, basically, Elizabeth said to Mary, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And so we need to be able to, every divine connection that we have will know how to speak life into us. I'm pretty sure we've had relationships that every time we get on the phone, we, we may have been down before they called or before we called them. We begin to feel better. We begin to feel like our spirits are lifted. But I believe that Mary and Elizabeth were divinely connected because they are both carrying something. And so if you're worried right now about why your best friend can't receive from you, why your best friend seems like a sourpuss, but because maybe they're not carrying something. They don't know what it feels like to be carrying a baby. They don't know what it feels like to be octomom. They don't know what it feels like to have a ministry, a business, and so many other nonprofit and all these things on the inside of them. So we need to first get around other people who are carrying stuff, other people who are purposeful people and destiny pushers. So that moves me right on into the next divine connection I want to talk about, Jesus and John the Baptist. As I mentioned, when Mary greeted Elizabeth, John the Baptist leaped in her womb, and the Holy Spirit came upon Elizabeth. So what does that tell me? John the Baptist and Jesus were divinely connected from the womb. They were the same age. We know that um, John the Baptist spent some time in jail. So that what does that let me know? 
it lets me know that our divine connection, so we didn't, John the Baptist didn't, was not with Jesus throughout his entire ministry. Now, we do know that John the Baptist baptized Jesus, but he spent time in prison, so he wasn't there the entire time. What am I saying? Divine connections, we say, well, she doesn't call me. He doesn't call me. I haven't heard from them in three months. They, don't, they haven't called me this week. When we're divinely connected, we don't have to talk every day, but we can pick one another up in the spirit. We can pray. We can support, you know, in other ways. And so divine connections are not super needy and codependent on one another. And so that's very important right there because sometimes we think that that connection is that codependency. God doesn't want us codependent on one another. He wants us to be dependent on him. So um, fast forward. Um, because of that divine connection, we know that John the Baptist um, baptized Jesus, and also John the Baptist was key because he knew who Jesus is. He was able to say, because some people thought that John the Baptist was the Messiah. They thought that John the Baptist was this, this great um, person to come. He was able to convey to the people, this is the Messiah. Um, this is um, what was prophesied. Um, and and be be able to tell the other disciples and tell other people that that Jesus is prophecy being fulfilled. Moving on, I know you're saying, wait a minute, Erica, you're talking about so much spiritual stuff. Let's talk about some natural stuff. So um, let's let well let, let let me stop right there. Let me let me talk about something natural right there. Jesus and John the Baptist, of course, being connected from birth. It is very important that I, if we go back and we read the context of Scripture, okay, Mary was pregnant, Elizabeth was pregnant, they were born around the same time. But what I don't see in Scripture is competition between John the Baptist and Jesus. Even though people misjudged who um, John the Baptist was, John the Baptist did not try to take on the mantle of I am the Messiah. I am the savior of the whole world. John the Baptist was able to stay in his lane. And because Jesus knew the heart of John the Baptist, because he trusted John the Baptist, the Messiah of the whole world allowed John the Baptist to baptize him. And so that's very important that we know our lane, that we're able to stay in our lane. When we're divinely connected to someone, we're not jealous of the mantle that's on their life. It doesn't matter how big it is. It doesn't matter if I am the greeter at the door and someone else is the apostle. My ministry is just as important because I'm the first touch ministry. If I offend someone at the door, it doesn't matter what the apostle or the pastor is going to preach because I didn't do my job at the door. But I need to be able to celebrate my friend who is the, the apostle, celebrate my friend who is the pastor. I need to be able to be an Aaron or a her or hold up their arms. So we got to understand that if you're connected to someone and it just doesn't feel right in your spirit, understand that divine connections do not. Not compete. Let's shift. I'm going to David and Jonathan. This is the perfect example. Technically, David, um, Jonathan should have been um, king. We know that his son, he, we know that he, he was the son of a king, um, King Saul. And technically, um, he, 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 he was next in order to be king. But one thing that I know that Jonathan understood that God himself can pick David. And so here it is that in the natural, technically Jonathan should have been king, but he was able to celebrate 
David and even to the point of protecting David. And so I won't get real deep in the text, but we know that Saul had it out for David. He wanted to kill David. He hated David because David was able to slay giants. He hated David because David was, um, he was, he was, Saul was the, the, the king that the people wanted, but, but, but David was the chosen one, the one who God chose, and, and Saul didn't want him around. And can you imagine that you're supposed to be in a position um, in a natural, that was a natural order for the son of a king to take the reign as king, to understand that somebody else was about to take his mantle that should have been his. But because David knew God and he understood that, you know, God doesn't make any mistakes, he trusted the God decision that he was able to protect David. And so what am I saying? I am saying that divine connections cover us. Divine connections um, pray for us. Divine connections intercede for us. Divine connections are there for us. Divine connections won't even allow our families to talk down. Um, their families talk down about us. Divine connections are like Aaron's and hers. As we know, even I won't even share about Moses and Aaron were divinely connected. And so even though Mo, Aaron was the mouthpiece for um, Moses, Aaron was still able to hold up his arms. He wasn't saying what he's, you know, what I'm able to do and what I'm pushing out. So it's so important to look at that relationship. We can even say that, you know, Jonathan had some strong characteristics as well, but once again, he wasn't in competition with David so much to where he laid down his life. How many of us will be willing to lay down our life for a friend? How many of us will be able to put ourselves in harm's way? We're taking the fiery darts of the enemy. We're walking in warfare, you know, with that friend because we know that 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 the call of God that's on their life. That is what a divine connection does. And so I want to talk about a divine a connection I have in my life that's so similar to David. And Jonathan, um, I have a friend um, who's very, um, very versed in her profession, and I know that my assignment was to cover her. I know my assignment was to help push her to her purpose. I know my assignment was to help push her to her destiny. Now, I knew what God had put on the inside of me, but because you're divinely connected, even when you're purposeful, you're able to lay down titles. You're able to lay down position, you're able to lay down status, and you're able to help, help push someone to their purpose, help push someone to their destiny. You're able to think about not what about me, not just think about what, what, how am I advancing, but how am I going to help this sister in Christ, this brother in Christ, get to where they need to be for a kingdom purpose. And so I had that relationship. There was never a time in this relationship. There's times that I've served as a personal assistant. There's times that I've served as a secretary. There's times that I and I'm in the posture of a best friend. There's sometimes I'm um I'm as a um just so many different hats. Wherever I needed to be in this person's life, that's what I was because I believed in the assignment and the call that was on their life. And even though I knew who I am and what I'm called to be where I was able to submit my gift to this person to help them continue to fill their destiny and continue to fill their purpose. 
Um, although we're not always in contact now, I still know that we are divinely connected. I believe in what they're doing. I believe in the purpose that's on our life. And so I want to say that, that sometimes divine connections, you may go a year without communicating. Should we? Absolutely not. But when it is God, God will continue to help maintain that relationship. And then finally, I want to talk about um, Ruth and Naomi. We know um, the story. Um, Ruth lost both of her sons. Both of her daughter-in-laws became widows. Um, One decided, hey, I'm out of here. You know, but Ruth had a made up mind, even though Naomi said, go on about your business. I'm not going to get married again. I'm not going to have any more sons for you to marry. No, Ruth replied, this is according to Ruth 116. She says, don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me and be it ever severely, even if death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth wasn't going anywhere, um, she stopped urging her. And we know that the end result is Ruth and Naomi were connected, so connected that um, Naomi Ruth was able to submit to Naomi. She loved her mother-in-law. And one thing about divine connections is her mother-in-law had lost everything. You know, she lost her her husband. She lost her sons. Is when you're divinely connected, it's not about what that person can do for you. It's not about personal advancement. Right there, if we, in the story of Ruth and Naomi, Ruth Naomi can do anything for Ruth but love her. You know, it was truly a situation where, oh, no man, nothing but to love them. And so Naomi could offer her love, but one thing that Ruth could offer her was commitment. Is you know what, mother-in-law, mom, I am committed to you until death. I am committed to you. I'm going to be here for you. I'm going. She took care of her mother-in-law. And when we do things as unto the Lord, God honors that. And if we just go and just think about the context of of the scripture of Ruth, we understand that Ruth was able to submit to Naomi. Although Naomi was, you know, it technically her, well, really not technically, her husband was deceased, she still honored her just like a birth mother. And when Naomi gave Ruth instruction, Ruth listened. And so that's one thing with divine connections is that we're able to listen to one another because the word tells us that iron sharpens iron. And because Ruth was able to submit and listen to her mother-in-law Naomi, it landed her, her husband, Boaz. And we know that that situation of, of poverty, that situation of struggling was turned around. And so they both were blessed. And so when we have divine relationships, maybe it looks like you are in the back. Maybe it looks like your divine connection, they are ahead of you. They are miles ahead of you. Their, their social economic status is faster than, is greater than yours. But the Bible says that the last shall be first and the first shall be last. And if we look at Naomi and Ruth, although we know that Naomi, there was a struggle, but in the end, there was some property gained. There was some wealth that was stored up in that faithfulness and in, in that commitment. And so I want to just encourage us to evaluate our relationships. And there's a man of God that always said something that it rings to me. Um, This has been literally over 10 years ago, but it rings to me true now. 
he says that there are two type of friends or two type of people in life. There are armor bearers and there are pall bearers. Armor bearers, well, pall bearers take you to your grave, and pall bearers take you to your destiny. I'm going to repeat that. Two type of people in life, there are armor bearers and there are pall bearers. Pall bearers take you to your grave, and armor bearers take you to your destiny. And so I want us, when we get off of this line, to write a list and say, this is a Paul Bear, this is an armor Bear, this is a Paul Bear, this is an armor Bear, Paul Bear, Paul Bear, Paul Bear, armor Bear, and decide, are they trying to kill us? Or are they taking us to our destiny? And so let's talk, we talked a lot about the spiritual stuff, but let's bring it down to the natural. Pruning does not feel good. However, God prunes us. And it is very important that during that pruning that we're obedient and that we're listening to the voice of God as God begins to prune us and shape us into who God uh, wants us to be. And so I even believe that there's somebody on this line right now that you're struggling to let go of some relationship. Maybe it's a relationship you've been um, best friends since childhood, or maybe it's a it's a maybe it's a family member. Now I'm pro family. I'm not saying um, have division in the family, but maybe your relationship has the nature of your relationship has to change. Maybe every time you call your cousin, they begin to steal your peace, and so you just think about, wait a minute, we we played Barbies together or we rode bikes together. And I can't not talk to my cousin, but I will say that when we come into the body of believers, believers now become our family. But we can decide that we're not going to allow even family to rob us of our peace. And so we can change the dynamics of relationships. And so when I talk about divine connections, I'm not saying that my my goal is not for us to go in and cut everyone off. It isn't. But we have to decide where people belong in our life. A lot of times we allow people to be core, inner core, and that person is not meant to be inner core. And so we can even look at the life of Jesus. Jesus had 12 disciples. Think about how many, when Jesus went out, there were thousands and thousands, there were multitudes. But when Jesus went out, he did not adopt the multitudes to come into his core and inner circle. And so every time we go to a conference, every time we change jobs, every time we do something or meet new people, we can't immediately bring them into our inner circle. Now, there will be some times we meet someone and instantly our spirit agrees with them and we understand that, hey, this is a divine connection. God wants to do something here. But we're going to have to listen to the Holy Spirit because my Bible says that when the Holy Spirit comes, he guides us into all truth. He's not speaking of himself, but he's hearing basically from the Father and telling us of what things to come. And so if we're already seeing, hey, you know, wait a minute, this person is trouble, I can see that this person is sent to get me off task, this person is 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 is, is, is a python spirit or, or different things, then we're going to have to listen to the Holy Spirit and detach. Because when the enemy wants to distract us, what does he do? He sent a person. When God wants to bless us, what does he do? He uses people. And so we know that even um, demons don't just walk around. Demons are dwelling in somebody, and the blessing comes through somebody. And so we need to be able to discern 
whether this person is meant to take us to our destiny or they're part of that purpose or destiny or whether this person is meant to derail us and get us off off track and off kilter. And when I say that, it doesn't mean that it has to be a romantic relationship. It can be a, a it can be a colleague, and you decide that you want to hang out with a colleague outside of work. Is that the right um, core relationship, or does it need to remain at the nine to five? Does it need to remain in the posture where it is? But we have to understand it does matter who we're connected to. It absolutely matters. I remember um, not long ago I was connected to a gentleman, and I remember that my life began to, all hell began to break loose in my life. Well, on the natural, he was a man of God. Um, it, 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 that's the appearance that was there. And um, people didn't understand when I began to say, I have to disconnect, I have to uproot. And I began to pray and seek the Lord, and I began to fast. And God showed me that as long as you're connected to this person, the doors that I have opened for you, you will not walk through those doors. And so was it difficult to uproot? Was it difficult to turn? Was it difficult to shift? It absolutely was difficult, but I understand that obedience is better than sacrifice. Now, was it immediate? It wasn't immediate. It took a process. It took about a month or so of trying to wean off, but I understood that my destiny and my purpose was more important than being connected. My destiny and my purpose was more important than um, companionship, the wrong companionship. So we have to really hear God, and we have to listen um, to what the Lord is saying. And so it is, um, I, I want to um, touch a little bit on divine relationships and when it comes to ministry. We know that, you know, the, the word says, how can we hear without a preacher? And that God will give us pastors after his own heart. So I want to say this, is that who is covering us and our shepherd matters. And we are soul tied or uh, in a deep connection with our spiritual leaders. And so even with that, to everything, there is a time and a season. And so we must understand that, you know, even if it says, I will follow you as you follow Christ, when they stop following Christ, then we have to begin to look, God, has this person taken me as far as they can take me? Am I going to forfeit the next or or not be spiritually fed because now I'm tired and I'm connected? I, I'm, I'm loyal. I'm more loyal to man and disobedient to you. And so even with those divine connections, who 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 is that shepherding us? Is it has to be who God has set. Um, stewardship over our life. We know that the Lord is our shepherd, but God has given us under shepherds here in the earth realm, and it matters who that person is. And so if if we have a calling on our life, I just don't believe that God is going to connect us with someone who's going to suffocate every gift, and we're never going to be able to operate in a gift. If we are female and we know we have a calling in our life, God is not going to place us under someone that says, I don't believe in female pastors or leaders or you just need to sit down and hush. You can't do anything, you know, because you're a woman. And so we have to know God for ourselves and say, God, is this who you would have shepherding me, God? Is this the person that, that is going to help teach and raise me up? Um, so that I can go out and continue to duplicate God and lead people to you. So it's important that we begin to seek the Lord on those relationships and get in the right position. And I can even say 
that with Sunday soul, Dr. Renee Sunday, I know that I know that we are divinely connected. I can't tell you how we met. I know that I, I, we, we, there was an inbox exchange, and we ended up, I ended up coming on the radio show um, almost a year ago, and ever since then our spirits just connected, and there is a draw. She pushes me, and I push her, and I know that, 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 that there's, there's no competition. There is a iron sharpens iron. There is a level of accountability. And so we have to, if I'm in the wrong or I'm getting off kilter, Dr. Sunday is going to, in love, tell me I need to pull up. If I'm getting slouchful, she's going to intercede and she's going to pray for me. And those are the relationships that we need. We don't have to talk on the phone every day. We're not hanging out at one another's house, but we can pick up one another in the spirit. And when we're divinely connected, that's when you know, I don't have to say there's something wrong with me. She doesn't have to say there's something wrong with her. But we know when there's a heaviness. We know um, when, when just let me send a word of encouragement and things like that. Those are the divine connections that God put together. When we're able to bounce ideas off of one another, we're not afraid to share vision. And because we understand that our divine connection has integrity, they're not going to steal our vision. They're not going to run and tell someone else so that they can steal our vision. Those are the connections that God wants us to be connected to. And can I say that even though it may be hard for us to delegate or hard, or we may, I'm a solo act, God never intended for us to work solo. That's why when he said the body of, part, or the body of Christ has many parts, the eye needs the ear, the hand needs the leg. We're all working together. And a lot of times when we hear that scripture, we're thinking about the physical church. Okay, the greeter needs the worship leader, and the worship leader needs the pastor. No, we're talking about the body of Christ, period. Even in business, the graphic artist needs the web designer. The business development person needs the tax person. The attorney needs the CPA. All things begin to work together. The social media, the marketing contact needs the needs the graphic artist. All those things, the makeup artist needs the hairstylist or needs the image consultant. All of these teams, this whole team begins to work together because, you know, as a natural cliche says, teamwork makes the dream work, and that's what divine connections are all about. And so I want to begin to... Um, in just a few, I'm going to open up the line. So I want you to just be thinking of some questions that you may have about divine connections or if you're struggling with disconnecting from someone because we know that God will cause us to do that as well. Let's talk about it. Let's absolutely talk about it and talk about, you know, what, what God requires of us or how we need to shift and how we need to move. And in the meantime, while, I, while you're beginning to think about your questions, in business, it is very important to build a team. And as you're building your team, begin to seek the Lord and understand that we cannot, we're not good at everything. And so as the Bible tells us that our gift makes room for us and brings us before great men, we can begin to marry our gifts with other people's gifts to create a team. And so if you have a nonprofit and you're an introvert and you want to go out and, 
you know, whether it's catered to the homeless community, you need someone with the gift of evangelism so that that person can, or the gift of gap, you know, and they can go when they're, when they're going out, they're, they're talking to people and they're meeting people. And you need also someone on your team with a gift of administration because even things of that nature, it requires some organization. It requires some scheduling. Even a feeding, it requires, okay, we, we've decided we want to feed this amount of people. We've decided on this is the location where we're going to go. Do we have the proper permit if we're going to a park or we're going to whatever? Those things work together and how we can all be divinely connected for a kingdom purpose. And so I challenge us not to try to be a solo act. Also, because we are the body of Christ, it doesn't matter um, what church a person attends, if they're Baptist, if you're Methodist, if what, it doesn't matter. We are the body of Christ. Let's begin to join together for a kingdom purpose. Let's think about God's agenda. And so when I think about divine connections, I think about um, a woman of God um, here, a pastor here in the city. I know that we're divinely connected because she just um, started a vision that's doing Matthew ministry and everything in me wants to support this this vision. I want to be a part of it. I want to um, see God's hand on it. And so I have just committed to do whatever it is that I can do um, to help push the vision, to help push her into her purpose, because I know that it is her heart's desire. I know that she's the same person in front of the church as she is behind the door. I know that this is not just a, um, I'm doing this just to do it for show, but it is her heart to serve God's people. It is her heart to wash feet. And so it is my desire to say, you know what, let me get out here and wash feet with this person. Let me sow into the vision. Let me do whatever it is that I can do. And I I know that, you know, I, sometimes I'm up at night and I'm, I'm just praying and really believing God for the open door, and I believe that that's what a divine connection does. We can push someone. And so a divine connection, we're like a midwife. When that person gets overwhelmed and they get tired, we can say, sister, I need you to push. I need you to press. And, and when they have even the issue, like the one with the issue of blood, look, I've been dealing with my business for this many years. I'm just going to shut it down. We need to be able to speak life. We need to be able to get them to Jesus. If they, they don't have a enough umph to say, I'm going to touch the hem of his garment, we can just, just lower them through the roof and, and lower them in front of the Savior. But that's what a divine connection does. We're divinely connected. I'm going to make sure that you stay connected to the vine. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to push you. But can I say this? And that iron sharpens iron. We have to be able to hear some tough things. We don't need our, our – we don't need – to have our um, fancy tickled all the time. We need to have some hard conversations. If I'm a mean girl, tell me that I'm a mean girl. If I, I deal with procrastination, tell me that I deal with procrastination. If I've offended you, tell me that I've offended you. Don't allow that art to grow and, and cause separation. And so and with that being said, I, I want to say this. There, there are some, some, there's somebody even on this call right now. You're divinely connected to someone right now, but you're operating in the spirit of offense. I, I want you to just, just pray and just remember that the enemy loves division. And the word tells us that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principality, powers, and spiritual wickedness in high places. The reason why God wants you separate, and I'm sorry, forgive me, Lord. The reason why the enemy wants you separate it's because the enemy knows the power that you possess together. 
God knew the power when when we knew, we know that Moses had a speech impediment. God doesn't believe in excuses, so He sent Aaron to be His mouthpiece. He sent him that help. The, the, the things that were accomplished could not have been done without Aaron. Don't despise being Aaron. Don't think of Aaron as being second fiddle. Don't think of Aaron as being in the back. And so there's someone that has a divine connection right now, and you're despising your position in that relationship. Something has happened and pride has entered in, but we know that the word tells us that pride comes before destruction or pride comes before the fall. So I believe right now that pride is going to be uprooted in any of our hearts right now so that we will not stop the plans of God. There's something so great that God wants to see manifest through the two of you, the three of you, through the four of you, that pride has to be laid down. You have to pick up the phone and say, I'm sorry, my sister. I'm sorry, my brother. I allowed my ego to get too big or whatever, but I know that we're divinely connected. I will be faithful like Jonathan was today. That what do you need me to do? Because the Bible says the greatest among them is the servant. It's not the it's not about the title. It's not about the position. It's not about, oh, man, I got three degrees and, and he doesn't have a degree. No, the greatest among them is the servant. And so if we can serve, we can never lead until we know how to serve. And so there are some divine connections that the enemy is trying to destroy, and I challenge us to get over ourselves, pick up the phone. And, and because even the Bible says, so don't even bring your gifts to the altar. You can't do it until you go, go, go on over there and get that right first. So let's go and get the art in our heart right before we even lay anything, you know, before the altar. And so I'm super excited because I believe that God is going to do something miraculous on tonight. I believe that some burdens are going to be removed. I believe some yokes are going to be destroyed. I believe that even when we get off this call, I believe that there's going to be supernatural clarity. If there's a veil over anyone's eyes of anyone that you need to be disconnected from and uprooted from, I believe that God is going to shift that thing right now. I believe that any divine connections, I believe they're coming back together. And if you have some connections that you haven't um, come in contact, with that are part of your greatness, that are part of your destiny. I believe that God is revealing them right now and that you're going to have clarity when they come. I believe that um, you're not going to operate in fear because God hasn't given you the spirit of fear, but that of power, that of love, and that of a sound mind. So you're not going to be fearful of trusting anyone because you're going to trust God. You're not going to lean to your own understanding, God, why is this person doing so much for me, God? Why are they so faithful? Why are they serving? Because you're going to trust God. You're going to submit to whatever God is doing in your life. So I just believe, God, that there's going to be a shift with this divine connection because we're just going to believe. And so we're going to cast down, even before we open up the line, every imagination of adult itself against the knowledge of God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you dwell in unity because your word says, God, that how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. So I thank you, God, for those divine connections. I thank you, Lord, for those Jonathan-David connections. I thank you, Lord, for those Elizabeth, God, and Mary connections, God. We thank you for the Aaron, God, and the Moses connections in the name of Jesus. Lord, we even thank you right now, God. 
for for the for the Naomi God and the root connections, Lord, Lord. So we thank you right now, God, that you're you're redeveloping those in the name of Jesus. So Lord, we thank you right now, God, for duplication, God. I thank you, Lord, for everyone on the line, God, even being being able to develop a team, God, a team that's kingdom minded. So Lord, even as we begin to open up the lines, we uproot the spirit of competition right now, God, and we just thank you for what you're doing in this um, season, oh God. And Lord, even as Ecclesiastes says, to everything there's a time and a season. So, Lord, even with the season that has closed, God, I thank you that you're going to mend our heart right now, God, at that weight, God, of, of, of losing someone, God, or, or severing that relationship. God, I thank you, Lord, that even as Job lost his family, God, I thank you, God, that you're going to give us double. And I declare and decree, God, that it is so in Jesus' name. And so I'm going to open up the line right now for questions. And um, I want to start with um, Dr. Renee Sunday um, just saying a little blurb on um, just asking a question first because I'm certain she has a question, and then we'll begin to ask the um, rest of um, see if anyone else has questions. So, Dr. Sunday, um, I want to turn it over to you, ma'am. Um, excuse me. I'm losing my voice, but I got to say. I got to say something, um, Erica. Powerful, powerful. I, you know, you messed me up. I hopefully people can hear me. Um, when you said we need to search, or oh, Paul Bear or Alma Bear, I'm like, oh my God, that was just so powerful. And, and we have to do that. We have to stay in our lane. But the question that I have, <clears throat> you know, it, it becomes somewhat sensitive as you pointed out when it comes to our ministry. And even someone that we've had an intimate, you know, been in our inner circle. Um, As Christians, how do we actually start? Of course, we go to the Lord and for directions. But, you know, here in the natural, you know, people will say, well, you think I'm, you better than me now and that kind of stuff. How do you handle that part? Because people end up saying, well, you, you on your high horse. Um, you know, we grew up together, like you said, and, you know, those type of things. How, how do you actually handle that? And you don't, um, I guess, take that burden on yourself because you're saying, oh, man, I, did, I do love them, but I know that they are holding me back in my purpose. Well, the, um, the first thing is just remembering that, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. And so even that's a spirit that's trying to distract us and discourage us in our purpose. And that's a spirit that wants to keep us in the old nature. But remember that the word says old things are passed away, all things have become new. So you are in a different place. You're not saying that you're better than anyone, but you are in Christ. Your mind has been renewed. And so you're not conformed to the things of this world. So I don't care what I did when I was in the world. I haven't forgot you know, where I've come from, but, um, you know, you're, not, you're, you're now transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so I think that it's more of a not defending. It is understanding it, if we know that when our heart is pure, if we know that we're, we're treating someone right and we have, we're not turning up our nose, we're still, um, we're still loving, and as the word says, we're loving and kindness have I drawn thee. And I say exactly that, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. God wants us to bear fruit. And so we're going to get tested when someone, when we, when we begin to change, and it's a noticeable change that Christ's hand is on us. People are going to say, oh, oh, you don't do this anymore. You don't do that anymore. We, that's not our problem because now we just got to kind of say to ourselves, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, that I'm not that person 
you know, that I used to be. But also, we a lot of times we try to fight battles that we weren't meant to fight. But we just think about it when the disciples went out and they were trying to talk to people. And when Jesus said, when they reject us, they really are rejecting him. So what do we do? We shake the dust off our feet and keep it moving. So it's not our job to try to defend who we are, nor to feel guilty about the elevation that God has did, because God promotion comes from God. And so if they're mad at anyone, they need to be mad at God, because God did the elevating, even if it's not a physical elevating in title, even if it's an elevation in mindset. And so we, we just continue to, continue to walk in love, because love and kindness is going to draw, but not try to forcefully make someone accept who we are transforming into. Wow, that's so powerful. Um, if anyone has any questions, hit star one, star one. Um, this is a powerful conversation. Ooh, we really needed this. But star one, if you have a question or a comment. I have another question, Erica, um, until everyone gets to their phone and hit star one. You know, these these Bluetooth now, you got to find the phone to hit star one. But uh, <laughs> um, in regards of... Um, God has blessed us with, you know, with uh, all of us have different talents. And I love when you said that um, we need to stay in our lane. Um, how, how is that, you know, especially I know we, we kind of know that in our businesses uh, and maybe even our nine to five, but even when we have that in our families and in the ministry, What's the best guidance in that? Because, um, and, and I do want to commend, um, ladies and gentlemen, also Erica does a powerful session on church hurt, and that's what I, I'm not going into that, but my point that I'm trying to get to is how do we, with all this prior experience, I put that way, that we've had, you know, in our personal life and we've had uh, and, 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 and in church, how do we define what you're saying, stay in our lane. I mean, because I think we say that a lot, but kind of help us to understand that what what should we have. We kind of got it in the, in, the, in the secular world, to be honest. I mean, we ain't going to go in any department store and walk out and don't pay. <laughs> so we're going to stay in our lane as a consumer. But how do we, you know, tackle that or realize what that means, stay in our lane? And, and, and that's a powerful I think that... Um, the perfect example to me would be Moses and Aaron. And so most people, let's talk about this. Let's, let's bring it to the right now. I can see Aaron right now getting upset. Well, I'm going to tell the people, you know, he's talking to Moses. God, Moses, God is downloading to Moses. Moses talking to Aaron. Aaron going back and talking to the people. So Aaron is the mouthpiece. I can see Aaron, the right now Aaron, Angela, Erica, Jane Doe, getting a little cocky and arrogant because I'm going to the people saying, the pastor said this, apostle said this, apostle said that, do this, do that. And finally saying because they're so used to being among the people and possibly have won favor of the people, you know what? I don't really need to help Moses. I'm going to go do my own thing. Well, 
and try to do other things than what they were instructed to do. Okay? So stand in your lane means, Aaron, God didn't call you to be Moses, to lead. You to help. And it's okay because we need help in ministry. You're the mouth. You're, you're, you're communicating. And so I've been in a capacity in ministry where you meet with the leader and then you go back and you share other things with other leaders. I've been in that capacity. And so, but, it, you know, a lot of times that takeover spirit can come or that spirit of pride that says, because I am in the front so much and because I am talking to them, I'm just going to, you know, I'm doing the work anyway. So denounce what 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 Aaron, what Moses is saying. I'm gonna do my own thing. I'm gonna do it my way. Blah, blah, blah. I know God. I know Moses is hearing from God, and Moses said do this because God said do. It. But no, I'm gonna do my own thing. That's the perfect example of staying in your lane. God, I I trust that my leader is hearing from God. My leader has given me instruction to do da 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 da. Now because I don't agree with it and I have my own opinion, I'm going to go and do my own thing. Now, I trust that my leaders hear from God, but now I don't want to do God instructions or I want to take over in a in a role that I wasn't that I'm not supposed to be in. And so we have to know even if we're qualified, even if we're sharp in this area, if we're not operating in that position or we're not given the authority because it's in the earth realm, it's just like you, Dr. Sunny, as a physician, you have to have rights to a certain hospital. Is that correct? You can't go into any right. hospital and say that I'm going to do anesthesia. You're not going to pop up and say, okay, this is labor and delivery. I'm going to do anesthesia here today. Number one, you need to be on a schedule. Number two, or you had to be on call, or you have to have privileges in that hospital. And so staying in your lane means, okay, Aaron, I understand that you uh, Moses has a speech impediment. I understand that you got the fancy language and you got all this that the big words and you're a theologian and all of that, I get it. I get it. You're sharp. I get it. You're smart. However, you don't have the authority that Moses has. So you operate in the authority that you've been given. And so when you step out of your lane, you become chaos because God is not the author of confusion. And so that's what I, I would define standing in your lane as is that, okay, Yes, Dr. Sunday, you're anesthesiologist, but you may not have rights at Northside Hospital. You live in the Atlanta market. You don't have rights at Columbus Regional. And so you can't come to Columbus Regional and tell them da-da-da-da-da-da if you don't have rights there or the authority to practice medicine there. You can't go to D.C. and just say da-da-da-da if you're not licensed to practice medicine there. Just like as a um, as a woman of God, I can't go on to somebody else's. I don't care what my calling is. I can't go grab the microphone and just decide that I'm going to start prophesying out of order. Stay in your lane. And stay in your lane also is not just, let's take it out of ministry. Let's remove it out of ministry. Let's talk about business. Um, let's say Jane Doe is having a conference. I am there to serve and support. I am there to work the um, work. The, I'm, I'm working the concession stand or I'm working the, the product table, I don't care if I'm an apostle, I don't care if I'm a pastor or whatever it is. I don't care if I'm, I'm, the, I'm the CEO of whatever it is. I'm there to support and to serve at this conference, and so I'm going to serve. I'm not going to grab the microphone and tell you all about my business and all the services that I offer unless I am invited. And so staying in my lane is understanding that I am not, 
this is not done jointly. I'm here to serve and I'm here to support. And it, even if I'm used to being in the lead position in other arenas, leaders, we can never lead until we learn how to follow. Staying in my lane is in this vein, I am working this product table. The next week, I could be having the microphone, preaching a sermon. So, But I'm staying in my lane over here, and I'm going to sell these T-shirts. I'm staying in my lane, I'm going to sell these CDs. I'm staying in my lane over here, I'm going to do the cleanup ministry. And nobody has to know who I am because it's not about me. <laughs> That's funny, but, you know, really we'll see it on you because of, uh, of your diligence. Um, we do have a question. I'm going to say your last four it's three two five six. You're live three two five six. Hello, you're live. Take your phone off mute. Three two five six. That's your last four of your phone number. Mhm. Well, okay. They bought a heated by mistake. It's an Atlanta number, 3256 is your last four. Okay. All right. They might have uh, heated by mistake. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, um, Erica, do us a favor. Um, tell us, because she's been so wonderful, tell us a little bit more about uh, the amazing things you do to help people uh, to actually walk in their purpose and actually, uh, so we'll know our value. <laughs> well, again, I'm Erica Brooks, and I'm the founder of I Know My Value, which um, has a ministry um, um, leg and it also has a um, LLC leg. And so what I do is help you to identify your gifts and also to um, monetize your gifts. And so what I know my value, you know, number one, I know my value because Jesus paid the price. So I help you identify your, your value spiritually, personally, and in the marketplace. What does that mean? You have a gift. I can help you take that gift to the marketplace um, via business formation. I do um, do formation of LLCs, enterprises, and corporations, 5013C nonprofits. Um, in addition, I'm a licensed financial advisor, so I do offer um, life insurance products, annuities, and investments. And so I'm a business and a financial consultant. And so um, my goal is economic empowerment. You know, we, you know, the word tells us that a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. So my my purpose is to marry the spiritual and the practical. So that we can walk in our wealthy place, kind of 360 degree. Let's 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 talk about you know getting helping our soul prosper, but we can also prosper here um, on earth. Um, so my wealth my my website is www.iknowmyvalue.com. You can find me on Facebook at I Know My Value. Also, personal Facebook page name is Erica with the C, last name Brooks. Plug in. Um, you can inbox me on, on I Know My Value. You can give me a call, 706-225-9076. I believe that um, a business, um, don't wait till next year to start your business. I'm certain that many people need tax write-offs before next year. Um, stop getting ready and be ready. So be in position. I believe that give somebody the gift of entrepreneurship for Christmas. 
and I can help um, help you do that or give yourself um, the gift of entrepreneurship with the proper business structure. So I always like to say a business without structure is just a hobby. So it's important that we, you know, we, we get ourselves um, in position to continue to receive our blessings. Amen. Amen. And so I'm going to turn it back over to Dr. Sunday, who's going to tell you a little bit more about what she does, and we're going to close out. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. Don't hesitate to inbox me. You can also email me at Erica, I'm, I'm sorry, Erica, E-R-I-C-A, at com. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're always amazing, 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 uh, you guys. And I haven't been singing or anything, but my voice just goes and comes with the change of the weather. But the thing I just want you to remember, um, what we do here at Good Deeds, Good Deeds Media Network, we help you shine your light to the world. And what that is is your goals, your purpose, the reason you were born, the reason that somebody right now wants you to be in your purpose because you're going to take care of that need. Uh-huh. And so that's what we do. We do have a radio, TV show, and a magazine. If you're interested in being a guest or a contributor, uh, we have guidelines for that. And then we also, if you want to actually be a sponsor or um, advertise, we have that option as well. We do have a publishing company called Sunday Publishing Company and a nonprofit organization called Sunday Foundation, where we actually feed the homeless, we actually give scholarships, we actually do a SUN program, S-U-N, and what that is, it actually helps family members that have loved ones in the intensive care unit in the hospital, okay? So we do a lot of things, but the goal is, the mission is to help someone actually walk out their destiny, that they can, their body, the body of Christ can be edified and be built up. And, you know, you can contact us at www.renesunday.com. All of our information is there from social media, how to uh, inbox us, and all that is there. And uh, we just love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. We thank Erica Brooks for being part of our team here as well. And back to you, Erica. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you again so much. Um, again, plug in. Also, if you um, love the show, if you had in anything that just stood out, um, please post on my personal page, I Know My Value, or um, our, our Dr. Renee Sunday page, hashtag I Know My Value, hashtag Good Deeds Live. And so thank you again, and um, until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Sunday Soul Service, brought to you by me, Dr. Renee Sunday, the Platform Builder. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for an uplifting power pack hour designed to help you believe, trust, and walk it out. And always remember, I love you, but God loves you best.